Stephanie J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. This is Danny J. And this is Jill Coleman. Oh my gosh. We are going to talk today about transparency and obligatory sharing. Basically, we're going to tell you that you need to share every little part of your life on the internet if you want to gain any traction. All Just the, kidding. All the time. Yeah, so <laughs> what actually brought this up was a friend of ours had a DM from a, I guess I'd call him a fan or some somebody who follows them. And... They basically said, hey, I've been noticing you haven't been posting about your husband. What's going on? Are you guys broken up? And it was kind of like, whose business is it? And why is a complete stranger messaging this person trying to find out personal information? So Jill and I wanted to have a conversation about, you know, what are we expected to share? What should we put out there? And just what in general, what's the etiquette? So as we're telling that story, most of you listening are probably like, oh, of course you shouldn't have asked that. And I think it's normal at the same time. I can also understand from the other person's perspective of, hey, you know, and I know you and I went through this too, of I've been with you for the last five, six, seven years as a follower or as a fan. I've read everything. I've grown up with you. I feel obligated. I mean, I feel like it's my, you know, like you're responsible to tell me to disclose that stuff. And so I can totally understand that as well. Yeah, no, totally. There's actually some kind of meme I have saved. I should look at my phone, but... It's like when someone you follow or maybe like a celebrity breaks up, like you want to hear both sides you because you feel like you deserve to know and you get to pick sides or you need to know what happened. Yeah. And you know, one of the interesting things that, um, that I found is that most everyone who for the two years or I guess a year and a half that I was, that Jay and I were separated, that we weren't talking at all about a relationship. I didn't answer one single question. I got dozens and dozens of comments publicly on public forums, emails, DMs on Facebook. And I know you had the same. Every single person almost started with, I know this isn't any of my business. So they started with, I know this isn't any of my business, but, and I'm like, okay, you know that. And at the same time, you're still asking, and I totally get why, but at the same time, they knew that it wasn't yeah. like, okay to ask. <laughs> and I thought that was so strange. You're saying already that you know it's none of your business. You're like, I know this is my business, but I'm going to ask anyway. Yeah, it's totally Can't interesting. Help it's interesting because in the world that we're in, and it's funny because we actually spilled so much yep. on the first episode talking about our affairs. So we do share so much, but there's also, I think, a really fine line, and I'm glad that we did an episode about boundaries as well, because there really is a fine line between transparency and sharing everything and then keeping things close to you and getting to decide what those are. And some people, their privacy is like their walls are very, very high and we're very open. We share a lot with our listeners and just with people in general. So I think maybe that's why others who follow us maybe feel, you know, obligated to those, those secrets or those things, but there, there is a fine line out there. Yeah, I think the entitlement piece is huge too. You know, one thing that's interesting, you guys don't know this, the reason why, one of the reasons why Danny and I wanted to start this podcast is because we wanted to start normalizing 
and neutralizing even some of the messy stuff that's going on behind closed doors. So for us, we had very, you guys know, we had very similar situations with our relationships, very similar kind of business backgrounds. A lot of, we kind of had a lot of similar experiences. And I remember looking around, even when back to when we were competing and, you know, Oxygen Magazine wasn't talking about post-competition blues. No one was talking about weight regain and, and the depression and kind of like the, the feelings of not good enough that happens when you do regain weight. And I remember looking around the industry and be like, why is no one, am I the only one? And it felt really lonely. Yeah. And I felt so much shame. Like everyone else was just able to jump off stage and like stay lean for the next year until their next show. And I didn't know that what I was experiencing was so normal. And I wish that someone else was out there was saying, Hey, this is going on. And you and I both know we've gotten hundreds of messages at this point from women who have been in relationships that they don't either maybe they've had an affair they've been with someone who had an affair they're thinking about doing it and i'm not saying this is going on with everybody but there's enough people that this is going on behind closed doors that i don't want anyone to feel bad about this to me this is normal human stuff and i certainly don't advocate for divorce or for staying together or anything like that i advocate to do what's best for you and i know you probably feel the same but I want to normalize some of these conversations, so I'm glad that we're having this. God, I so do. It's funny when you brought up the fitness industry, because I remember in particular, there was a brand new group coming out, and their trainer was having them wear squeams or basically <laughs> waist trainers or corsets. But they had to, and these girls actually had to sign a document saying that they wouldn't share the secrets of this this, this group, yes. And so I remember going to uh, the Olympia and seeing some girls, and I'm like, I think they're wearing corsets. And it was this bizarre thing. It was like a secret that everyone was doing it because the bikini had just started, and they were, like, trying new things to make their waist smaller. And then people started talking about it as if you couldn't see the things that they were wearing anyway. But I think it's really funny that we've come from where the, there's these secrets to now, and I love it where – and we even talked about this last night – where we're able to share – more stories. We're able to share things that are going on. And like the Me Too movement, it just happened where people are able to actually speak up and share their truth and share things that maybe have happened in order just to shed light or to shed a wit, to spread awareness or to make others just feel simply that they're not alone. And I think that that's one of the, the good and the more powerful sides of transparency. And then there's the, the other side of what's too much and what's none of anyone's business. And I think really sometimes what it comes down to, and especially in regards to like our relationship and what we were going through, is I, I really believe that there needs to be some sort of resolution, maybe within the, the person. So I know that there's sometimes oversharing. You know, we've all followed that person who like blasted their, I know, at least I've seen this, <laughs> blasted their spouse, like posted the text from their this Ooh. cheating spouse on Facebook and you're like, wow, that's a little too much. But, and you can, you can see that there's hurt and they're trying to get mm-hmm. back. But I think, I think that, um, I actually did get some messages from people saying, Hey, I really appreciated the way you shared and how you came about it. And I just know that while I was going through it, while you were going through it with Jade, it just wasn't the time to talk about it. Yeah. It wasn't the time. And there would have, <laughs> it would have been a very interesting reason for saying it. It would have been more self-serving and maybe just to unload instead of being able to share some of the how we got through some of the hard stuff. Yeah, I think, you know, it was it was interesting because I was coaching uh, a woman in Best of You a couple of years ago who I was helping with her business and she had gone through a divorce herself and she said to me on the phone, this is when Jade and I were separated, but I wasn't talking about it. And she said, you know, I just feel like, you know, I feel like so many people go through divorce and they never say anything about it on the internet. 
you know, and like she named a couple people who were like friends of mine yeah. who didn't go through divorce and did, decided not to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And she said, I just don't think it's fair, you know, like, you know, to the readers. And I took up for my friends, right? Yeah. So I took up for like, okay, I see where you're coming from. But at the same time, I think that there is a way to share something that is in service to the audience in a way that feels complete. And so I know for me, it was like, no, 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 no. And then I was like, finally, like I'm ready. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, and I didn't force it. And I think for a lot of people, like to your point, people do feel like they kind of have to force it. They feel like they owe it to their readers to share that stuff. To me at best, that would be a disservice. At worst, it would be disastrous (laughs) to share before you're ready. And how do you know? So for you anyway, how do you know if you're ready to share something? Well, I think first off, you have to really ask yourself, why am I sharing? Because I think that some people have to earn the right to, to know those things, right? So I did not share with a lot of people who knew me and my husband personally, and just in general. So, you know, first, I think it's deciding to share with people who are close to you, who can support you. In in general, I think it really is about why are you sharing? Are you looking for support? Are you looking to vent? Are you looking for... Um, just people to rally around you? Are you looking, it's like, what are you looking for? So you really have to just get introspective and ask yourself. So for me, of course, I didn't need to share on the internet because I didn't need everyone to like jump on the bandwagon of like, oh, your your spouse is a jerk. And Mm -hmm. I, I didn't need any of that. I needed a tight, small group of people who could support me and the pain and the struggle that I was going through. When I finally decided to share online was when I had felt that there was some resolution Um, which was we were finally filing for divorce and also that I had a lot, I I didn't have big emotional triggers around it anymore. I wasn't feeling angry. I wasn't trying to lash out at anyone. I was simply um, really just trying to relate some of the lessons that I had learned during the year and what I had gone through. And so I wasn't really ready to share publicly until I felt like there was some resolution and it took about a year. And um, I know that for different things, it doesn't take that long. For some things, I might never share. I mean, I don't know what's coming up in the future for me, um, but also, you know, for my business, because the way I've built and talked a lot about personal things, it was okay. If I had a tech business or maybe if I was like Amy Porterfield, she's a, she does like marketing stuff. I don't know if it would be relevant to share in her space, you know, but in my space, it did seem a little bit relevant. And I think because I had brought my spouse on, on social media in different ways and suddenly he disappeared. And so there was a little bit of, a little bit of me feeling obligation to, to explain that. Yeah. I think it's interesting. So this is the kind of the line we talked about between like sharing and service and dumping Mm -hmm. sometimes. And you guys all know this, we all follow someone on, on Facebook or whatever, who it's like this ongoing soap opera of like everything that's going on. That's terrible in their life. They're like just posting to the newsfeed and, and you're watching it and you're like, this is not, I don't want to even relate to this person. It's just like, it feels all negative. It just feels like dumping. And I think when you can share something in service, it can't be about you anymore. It has to be about who's reading it. And one thing that sometimes we forget is the shame piece associated with some of the stuff. So when we're talking about weight regain after a competition, the reason why I started talking about that was not only to make other people feel normal, but honestly, selfishly to get it off my chest, Mm -hmm. to just like put it out into the universe And one of my favorite things you guys, I'm sure, are familiar with Brene Brown's work. If you're not, definitely check out Daring Greatly. But she says in that book that shame can't survive being spoken. So a lot of times, if you find yourself feeling shameful about, you know, I know for me that the affair was a huge uh, shame point and embarrassing and, 
you know, I felt guilty. I felt like I wasn't good enough, all of those things. And once I started to work through a lot of my own triggers around that of not feeling good enough, I, then I was able to talk about it in service and it didn't seem as scary. I'm sure people ask you all the time, they do me, they'll say, I can't believe you had the courage to share that. Look, you don't just jump right to sharing something huge. You start with sharing something really small. Like maybe if you're a personal brand and maybe you help people with fitness and nutrition, you start talking about like a time you didn't eat perfectly. Like maybe that's one little tiny share that you put on, on social media and you share that. And you know, my girls and best of you a lot of times will say stuff like, oh my God, I just posted something so scary and I just like ran it away and hid for the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get off social media and hide for the day. And in my mind, and I know yours too, in those moments where we're sharing something that is really vulnerable and it's something that we might've had shame around in the past, it's a huge service, but it is also super scary, but they've always been the most impactful shares. Totally. Every time I, I remember making my first YouTube video on metabolic damage. It's actually one of the high, it's has the most views of any video I've ever done. And it was the same thing. I just needed to get it off my chest. It was, it was about like the post competition, all of that stuff. And I was so frustrated because nobody was talking about yep. it. And suddenly I was just like, if nobody's going to talk about it, then I guess it's going to be me. And I got hundreds of emails and literally there was a gal who was a IFBB pro that I saw at the Olympia. And she came up to me. Um, she was working at the Gaspari booth and she said, Oh my gosh, I love what you're doing. I love what you're talking about. And she goes, I wish she, like she was whispering. I mean, we're in crowds of people. Nobody could hear her, but she said, I wish I could talk about this stuff, but I can't because of who I am. And I remember thinking, and she meant what she meant by that was she can't talk about it because who she is, meaning she's a pro and that would somehow tarnish her image or the powers that be the powers that be wouldn't like put her make her win first or second place I don't know but I remember thinking because of who you are you should be talking about this but this woman was struggling as she was a pro and to be honest the majority of the pros that I met at that time were going through this stuff and they were probably struggling the most and they were really exacerbating it because women, girls like me were looking, going, I want to get my pro card. I'll do whatever it takes. And had no idea these repercussions that were happening after the fact, because they would go completely underground, silent, disappear for a few years and come back looking perfect. And you didn't even know that for two years they had gained 50 pounds and wanted to just die of embarrassment. And it just wasn't doing anyone a service. And I also do understand why they did that back in the day. It used to be you wouldn't even post a picture unless you look perfect. And mm-hmm. now everybody's like, no makeup. And <laughs> it's like you can be so real, but before you you could not. I know. It is really interesting to me. People feel like it undermines their credibility sometimes to, to share and pull the curtain back a little bit and share some of the behind the scenes. That's so interesting to me. Like you said, that's the person who probably needs to be doing it the most because they would have the most impact. One other thing that I see coming up quite a bit is when people are honest about what's going on with them, sometimes they're doing it in like a very, I would say, I call this bomb dropping honesty, Mm -hmm. where like you share something with your audience or you share something on the internet because you want to see who can handle it. Like you're like, let me, you know, like, let me see if you can handle me now. Right. So I think again, it always has, it can't come back to you. It can't come back to like, it's because I need to see who's with me, right? I need to see who's going to support me now. Like they now they know the truth. Give me an example of bomb dropping. Um, so I'll give you an example. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things I talk about at Jill Fit a lot is relationships, quote, toxic relationships. So a lot of people throw around talk, this person's toxic. And I personally don't believe in a toxic person. Mm -hmm. I believe in a toxic relationship, maybe Mm -hmm. the way two people come together, 
but I have a real problem with someone saying that someone else is toxic. Cause mm-hmm. to me, I'm just like, that person is fine. They're doing whatever, unless they're like a psychopath, like right. a you know, sociopath or whatever. But if someone is coming together with you in a way that you don't like, you can either change the way you interact with them or you can leave. Yeah. But a lot of people, when I talk about, you know, boundaries and I talk about stating your truth as a filtering system, they're like, thanks for this reminder. I'm going to finally tell that coworker what I really think. And I'm like, that's not what we're talking about, right? We're not talking about you um, sharing something out of spite. Mm-hmm. We're talking about you sharing something when you're fully ready and, like you mentioned earlier, not emotionally attached to it anymore. Mm-hmm. I was totally dis- detached and disassociated from the responses that I was going to get as a result of sharing about my marriage. To me, I had already gotten to a point I had in the back of my head gone, I might get these responses, I might get these people, these people are going to be shocked, they're going to be mad at Jade. And believe me, a lot of people were. They're going to be mad at him. You know, am I going to throw him under the bus, right? So we have all these kind of considerations, especially if you're online personal brand. A lot of you guys have stories about people in your family. Yeah. So if you've ever had problems with a parent or, you know, you feel like your mom helped you get that eating disorder or whatever it was, right? Sometimes we don't feel comfortable sharing that. For me, I've shared a lot of really vulnerable things about family members and I always talk to them about it ahead of time. I say, it doesn't mean I don't love you, but, and I, I think you're amazing and obviously like, I don't blame you for any of this, but I want to, to give context for the story just so you know I'm going to be talking about that. I don't say, are you okay with this? I say, I'm going to be talking about this, yeah. and I love you, and I would never throw you under the bus or make you look bad. Don't believe me. I got your back, and I want you to trust me, but I am going to be sharing that. And so having that conversation, I know that's so hard for some people to even go to that place, but it's a practice, right? So you know it's so funny. This is the last thing I'll say, and I'll toss it back to you, but what you were saying about that IFBB Pro uh-huh. is you know, years later – Finally, she started coming out and talking about Mm -hmm. this stuff. And so I think that most of us get there. I think at the beginning, it feels impossible. Like she said, I I could never share that. It feels impossible to share that. And then over time, you're like, well, like you just get to the point where you have to share it as a service. And you start to see that. And and now it's more accepted. And I love that. And I think we have have a, a long way to go in terms of reducing people's shame and embarrassment and guilt over some of the things that are going on in their life. And I'm hoping that this podcast will do that. I love it. I also love that you brought up when you're sharing and there's other people involved, like family members, because I do get that question of how can I share something where there's other people involved and I don't want to hurt them. And so I think it's really important to one, like I said earlier, kind of go through that. Are you still triggered? Is there, you know, it's funny because sometimes we try to protect someone who doesn't deserve our protection. So I get a lot of people coming forward or messaging me, um, especially because I talked a lot about eating disorders in the past, um, about sexual abuse and trauma. And so they want to bring it up, but they're either, they're trying to protect the person who did it, which I think doesn't deserve any protection. But I, I do believe that maybe there are family members who do need to know or who need to be alerted before you go off on the internet or breaking apart a family, but there, there are definitely considerations to be made, but those kind of conversations can be had and you can share your story without throwing other people under the bus because your story is your story. That doesn't mean you have to bring someone else in and make it about them and what they did. Um, I really do believe that we have our own stories to tell and our sides of things mm-hmm. um, and our lessons. And it doesn't have to even be about the other person. They're kind of a, a figure in the story, you know, they're a character in the story, but they are not the story. Right. And so I do really think it's important to have the conversations. If you have to, sometimes you don't have to, No. 
But I think for for context, it's you know maybe important to add those details. And you have to call people by name or something mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. You certainly don't. But I love that you brought up that it's about your side of the story because realize that your truth is not necessarily the truth. truth. Yeah. And it's definitely not the other person's truth necessarily mm-hmm. either. So resist the temptation to make assumptions about the other person. You know, I I know like for me sharing about Jade, it was very much like I didn't assume to know his, how he felt about things or the lessons he was going through. Um, And so I think it's important when you share, share from a place of service and turn it around to your audience. Say, if you find yourself feeling this way, I, you know, here are the things I would encourage you to do. It has to be in service and not dumping. I love it. Do you think there's anything that we are always as like an influencer or somebody with an audience that we are obligated to share? Or do you think there's always decisions? Here's what, here's what I do feel is important to feel, uh, cause your audience needs to feel included. It just needs to feel included. So if you're doing something with your business that you're changing a direction or you are, you know, you promised one thing and you're going to have to change that and go over here. Communication with your audience is key uh-huh. around changing directions or changing uh, policies or changing, um, promises extremely important. I've been, I've actually worked in companies that tried to hide a lot of that stuff from their customers because they didn't want to appear like they were in transition, Mm -hmm. which I think is stupid for me, especially as a personal brand. I'm sure you too, your audience just wants to feel included. And when it's something that does affect them, maybe they've purchased something from you and you're moving to a different website, or maybe they, or you're, you know, transitioning the program or you're retiring the program or something like resist the urge to try and do all of that behind closed doors just tell them they appreciate it so much and they, they like that so much more. They do not feel put out. They feel a lot more put up. They find out about it later. Yeah. Um, and so that's an example. I know that's maybe not as, as tangible, but I do think that if it has something to do with money that they've spent with you or time or effort that they put into your business, then yes. But when it comes to your personal life, I don't think there's anything in your personal life that you're obligated to share. I love that. I love that. I would love to hear from you guys in our Facebook group or comments. What do you think about transparency and, and talking about all the things and what's what's okay to share and not okay to share? Especially yeah, what are you turned off by? This would be good like market research for us to know like yeah. what is kind of off limits. We'll ask you, Danny. Maybe you're not going to tell us uh, specifically because the nature of the question is what are you not wanting to talk about? And oh. you don't have to talk about it, but I'll tell you what I'm not talking about right now. <laughs> well, definitely. Probably it's the same thing. I think, <laughs> I think that, you know... For relationships going forward, I know we've talked about this, is like, if I'm dating somebody, you're probably not going to hear about it. You're not going to be seeing me posting relationship stuff with any new person, at least until we're probably married for five years, and then you'll know. (laughs) Then you'll know. You're like, oh, daddy's been married now again. I didn't know when that happened. But yeah, I think there's there's a lot of person. I mean, I've been going on dates and things like that, and we'll probably share some of the funny things, but there's definitely some personal things that I do not share on my stories and things like that behind the scenes. I mean, I don't, I know that sometimes people think they know everything about me, but you totally. don't. Yeah. They're secrets. Well, here's the thing to remember. And if you're someone who is uh, creating a personal brand or you're moving in that direction, or even if you're just a reader, if you know it about us, it's because we wanted you to know it. If you know something about someone, it's probably because they wanted you to know it. And the things that you don't know, it's, it's by design as well. Amen. So keep that in mind. Yeah. So if a sex tape leaks, you know, Jill put it out on purpose. <laughs> If the sex tape is out there, I mean, I I said this last night, I would be fine with it. I mean, I would love it, obviously. I'd be, like, devastated for, like, my parents to see it. But I would honestly, like, I don't think it's so, I don't know. I I think it's, everyone has sex. Publicity stunt 2018. We'll see. (laughs) As far as I know, I don't think I have any sex tapes out there, so. 
Yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> I love the conversation. Would love to hear what you guys say. And yep. also, thank you to our sponsor, Organifi, for sponsoring every episode we have. You guys can go to Organifi.com. It's with an I at the end. Uh, Organifi.com and enter the best life for 20% off all of their fancy schmancy green powders, red powders, orange powders, gold pro- protein powders, yep. all the things that are amazing. And they wanted us to make sure that we made sure that you guys knew that the best life is all one word. So when you go to put that into the promotional code, it's not spaces. It's all one word, the best life, no spaces so that you guys make sure you get that 20% off. Awesome. All right. We'll see you guys next time. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.